Let's bring in our guy Hunter Patterson of the Athletic. We'll get to that article, Hunter, that you wrote on the on, on the beam here in just a heartbeat. But what do you think about what Casey just said? You've watched this team as closely as we have uh, this year. What right. do you think about the Kings' chances moving forward? Um, well, appreciate y'all having me on. Um, moving forward, though, I, I think I, I see improvements more than anything. We see um, I don't see their offense slipping at any point. So yeah. it's a matter of time before i mean the guys they, they got to get in the stance and guard somebody so um that's been the biggest issue um they've been giving up a lot of offensive rebounds as well so um just minor things that i think can become larger issues that they need to clean up moving forward every time hunter comes on the show i feel the need to lower my voice <laughs> you got to match that you got to match time. that energy you got to match that that uh, that baritone i feel like i got <laughs> not at all i'm going to talk a little, little little slower like i'm about to introduce johnny gill my my mind hunter yeah i i agree with you man they they've got to figure out a way to play some some better defense i don't i'm not expecting them to turn into the um mid 2000s pistons but uh, right. They've they've got to play some better defense. But what, what do you think about the notion that I always preach is, you know, to a certain degree, their offense is a little bit of their defense. The pressure they put on other teams to keep up on the offensive end, I feel like sometimes they use that as their defense and they use it effectively as their defense. What, what do you think about that notion? I agree. I think especially just as competitive as these guys are, if somebody is kind of like Kevin Herter gives you – back-to-back three somebody's probably at some point going to want to respond so that could lead to not the best looks guys forcing shots and trying to go one-on-one so sometimes the the way that they're firing on all cylinders on offense kind of can um, stifle the way guys play on the other end I think Let's get to the beam. Let's get to the story that you wrote uh, in The Athletic today. I think the number one question, and, and I think you answered it, the number one question everybody has is where did this come from? Where did the idea for the beam come from, and, and what did your research tell you? So um, the owner of Vivek Renadive, he um, and the, I want to say, he runs business operations, John Reinhardt. Mm-hmm. Um, those two were having conversations pretty early on. Um, John Reinhardt had been in LA uh, or Anaheim, more specifically at a, at a Angels game and saw the big A that they have in their parking lot, which I believe is 250 feet. It's pretty high That's up. Huge. Um, <laughs> and they have a halo that lights up after every game. So he uh, kind of brought that idea back to Vivek, uh, he, being Vivek, uh, then had a conversation with another friend of his who had unique experiences on Virgin airline flights. And he was telling uh, Vivek, like, you got to figure out what your purple lights are going to be. <laughs> and so funny enough, the purple lights ended up being the beam. That's, That's tremendous. That is, that you got to figure sad. out what your purple lights are going to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Vivek... Uh, I got yeah, these I, purple I, lights. What do I do with these? Pur- it's almost like the all-star game commercial was real. Hey, I got an idea. Purple laser beam. What? Yeah. So, I mean, it How was, a simple, I mean, not, not necessarily as simple as that, but they did have to go through 
um, like FAA. I don't want to that, mess that, the acronym. No, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a that, I was about to ask that question. That's that's tremendous. You had to go through the the uh, yeah, F, yeah the like people in charge of the flights. Aviation yeah, association, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, because obviously that could be an issue for planes flying over. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, I guess this area isn't frequently flown over. So right. I didn't really present any issues for, for planes and, and people trying to get wherever they're going. You fly over the fields in Natomas. Yeah. That's the, <laughs> the birth of Cowtown. <laughs> right. Is there, um, do you remember the first time they lit the beam? Did you, did you find that out? And, and what was, did, was there any fanfare to it? Did, did they just light it and people were like, hey, what? the heck's going on like do you remember the, the first time did you wear somebody walked independence day the <laughs> hell so i i forget the date exactly but um i growing up i've always been a heat fan so they were playing the heat they won and the beam was lit for the first time after that mm. and i think fans probably didn't expect it to be something that was going to be consistent and, and done every game but it lives on and it's something that it seems will definitely be done throughout the season. And then I, they'll probably reevaluate after that. Yeah. This, this thing's gotta, this thing's gotta stay. You think it stays forever? Yeah, too, too much energy and, yeah. and the fans love it. So I, I think it's gotta stay. <laughs> if the I agree. ever uh, like go back, cause I don't know when that's ever going to happen, but they go back to not being good. Do they just, you quite, just quietly, quietly put the beam uh, away? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know specifics, but I would have to imagine that's definitely an investment. So <laughs> if you're not really getting a good return on your investment, you might have to definitely reevaluate. This it. is absolutely a playoff story. Like, how much does it – this is something like Tom Rinaldi narrates over, you know, when the playoffs start. Like, how much does it cost for the beam to be lit – you know, from the time the game is over till midnight or whatever. Those are the right. types of questions that will get Sacramento is often known for the river, for being close to Tahoe, for being close to the Bear, the capital city, and now the beam. The beam. Exactly. And then Tom will work in some way to make everyone cry. <laughs> and then we'll... A little girl once <laughs> wanted to see the beam. She came all the way from D.C. and uh, <laughs> wasn't able to see the beam and, <laughs> and cried at Flat Stick Pub. <laughs> no one cries at, <laughs> cries at flat stick pub that's 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 impossible i remember the the home the home opener kendrick montgomery block told us our our, our favorite she member did. of the kings she told did. us you know after every win we're lighting this purple beam from the top of the golden one center and i remember looking at her like okay bro like <laughs> right. what all right and then the Kings lost the first four games of the season, and I never thought about it again. Completely forgot like, about it. It never crossed my mind uh, until I think it was that Miami game that, that Hunter mentioned right there. It was like, oh, yeah, I remember Kendra mentioned that. She was serious. It's a beam just shooting out from the top of the Golden One Center. All right. That's cool. Wow. It is. It's a tremendous source of happiness, Hunter. Like if you're out there, I know you've got so much work to do after the games, but Kenny and I have an opportunity, you know, when we're around to leave after the game and like be out there with people, you know, exiting the building. It it is an energy when that beam is lit, man. Yeah. And I mean, you see it even before the games are over. Um, I mentioned it in the story too. Like there's fans who at sometimes I remember there was a, the altercation 
uh, the Rockets game, mm-hmm. Malik Monk and, and um, I think Garrison Matthews, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fans just started randomly chanting "Light the Beam," and it had nothing to do with them even winning. <laughs> <laughs> so, like it, it, it's something that is. Um, I mean, and, and on a serious note, like I kind of wanted to convey it in the story too. Like it's really been a source of empowerment for. Uh, even local businesses who who are now getting more action and, and more foot traffic because they're just near Golden One Center. So yeah. um, the Kings being good and, and having the success is good for the city for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It changes everything with the city um, when when the Kings are good, man. And 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 not just playing good basketball. It's all um, it all ties together. Like if they were. 27 and 19 but they had the 24th offense in basketball like we'd be excited but like dang is that really fun you know or they didn't have the beam like yeah we won we're playing good basketball like okay like this is fun they all go this together is fun. yeah but right. the fact that there there's this super explosive offensive team you have the beam it feels like a party every game mm-hmm. at doco and then especially if they win it's new year's eve right so, um, I mean, moving forward, I definitely think they plan to keep that that going, and uh, yeah, hopefully they'll bring a beam to Utah at some point, or two beams with Aaron and, and Domas. Yeah, will yeah. a ball drop from the top of the beam on New Year's? <laughs> that would oh, be crazy, man. Yeah, they got it would be a hologram ball. It wouldn't be a real Tupac. it'd have to be a hologram ball. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a real ball, but. Oh yeah, that, that that'd be good stuff, Hunter. Before we let you go, let's let's talk about your other your other bag, your style rankings. Oh yeah, let's b- before we get to the to the NBA as a whole. Who has the By best? By the way, both of y'all, I see you with the hoodies too. Oh man, trying to do what we can. I'm yeah. not I'm not Damian Barley, but you know I'm doing what I can. Okay, calm down. <laughs> who's who's got the best style on the Sacramento Kings? Um. I would say probably Malik. Yeah, I, um, I I would I would have bet Kenny's house. You said Malik yeah. Monk. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, I just I, I like expressive fits, and he he had a grill one time that was pink. Um, he he like, he's pretty versatile. He came with like Doc Martin boots and a leather jacket, but he he can also like put on different um t shirts and jeans. So he he's pretty versatile. So so I mean. Look, man, I, I don't feel like I'm an old guy. I feel like I'm pretty fashion forward. You know, I you know, I dress good. I'm dressing with the times, but we just we just going back to the big wide legs now, huh? That's what we're doing now. I, I'm not a fan, Hunter. I gotta tell you, I'm not a fan of that, but we, that's what they're doing now. He's just going back to the big old wide legs, huh? Yeah, history is definitely repeating itself. Oh my gosh, that's so people, ugly. People used to make fun of MJ and and uh, Shaq in the baggy suits and whatnot, but now we kind of we're we're seeing it all over. Again. Come on, man. I'd cut the first player who showed up in a baggy suit. <laughs> nah, we wow, ain't doing that. Right. Didn't um didn't Jalen Green have a a it's kind of oversized suit on draft day? Did he? I think he yeah. Did. I was I was actually uh I was I was working the draft at that time. I was still and I was working with the NBA and I was there and it was it was cool, but it was definitely reminiscent of like the OGs. Jeez. Yeah, like it's <laughs> all right. It's if ugly. the if the pants so thing are back, like uh, all right, shirts, don't do the suits. Like don't <laughs> yeah. do, you know one of the, it was simple, and I love I love as you, your the out there stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I I love that, 
One of the coldest suits I saw, like, in the last couple of weeks was Steph's. Steph's oh, at yeah. the White House? Oh, my oh, yeah. God. Yeah. I think yeah, it, I think first. part of it was the color. The color was just mm-hmm. flawless. Nice. It was almost like yeah. this blue on my hoodie. Like, it was just a flawless color. Yeah. And I thought, it yeah. is the simplest suit, but it's perfect. It's uh, absolutely yeah, I, I definitely, that week, included it in the rankings and said that, too, like, it was a pretty classic suit. Like, it's not anything that's hard to get or something you're not going to see often, but um, it, it just it went well. So, Hey, uh, I'm not even going to hate on this one. Kuzma getting number one, huh? Kuzma oh, getting number one. That. I ain't even <laughs> mad at him. I'm not mad at him. That was kind of swaggy. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely probably have to include that just for shock value, but it definitely it won't, it won't be towards the top. I wonder if I could show up at the Golden One Center in a cardigan with nothing underneath <laughs> open. It's and only you got to have your, your, face, you, your, your knitted face mask. Well, that feels like one a really – too for them to let you do that is that Kuzma could have 30 or 40 low-key at any point. So, yeah, yeah it, it's Kuz. Yeah, I guess. And so. he's, he's known for doing kind of like – he had a really baggy pink sweater one time. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's um, iconic. Yeah, so he he takes risks all the time. What'd uh, you think of uh, Shannon Sharp's cardigan in the in the T Morant melee? That's been a subject of great discussion the last couple of days. Yeah, that was uh, at first. I mean, it was cool to see them like dap it up at the end, but um, yeah, I think it was just two people getting excited about about the game, and I understand both sides. Like, if I'm if my son is Ja, I'm probably making T look. Like he just chilling at, at at all games, but um, and I mean, and Shannon, he's a huge LeBron fan. They're like close friends. So, but what'd you think of the blue, the the baby the blue cardigan that he had? On? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it was dope. Um, I I don't think I'll be able to pull it off like that. But Shannon, it, it was a it was oh, that a thing was fire. Is you there, could pull it off. That yeah. thing was fire. It was nice. It was nice. Uh, I'm gonna sure. ask you something. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. But is there somebody where you don't like their style? In the NBA right now, uh, nah, because most most times, like if the teams or whoever is posting it, it is something that would be like a consensus, like general thing. And if anything, nobody is just like pulling up to the games while and like uh, people do have misses. Russ, people kind of get on him for having like hits and misses, <laughs> but does. I've included him a few times. Uh, but yeah, guys just come and sweat sometimes, stuff like that. I don't think he, he's like. I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not feeling SGA, man. I'm not, I'm not feeling SGA's fits, man. I haven't, I haven't seen many of SGA, and I know he's like the consensus number one. Yeah, I he's think he leader. got GQ's. Yeah, he got like, GQ's I'm not guy. Yeah, feeling it, bro. I don't like the mm-hmm. looks. I, I'm not mad at it, but it, I mean, it's just so many different ways that people dress now. Like Jokic is seemingly only coming in suits. Um, he has teammates who, like I said, like will show up in in the Nike techs. So, Jokic looks good. He, he, look he, good. He, 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 I think he could calm down a little bit with his remarks about how he dresses, but I think he looks good. <laughs> right? His, yeah, I agree. His, 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 his suits are hot. Uh, Hunter, we're locked in. Great work over there at the Athletic, man. Great work covering the Kings this season. Uh, we appreciate you so much. Look forward to talking again soon. Likewise, appreciate you, fellas. Yeah. 